And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here to hear news, reviews, discussion, of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. Well, today I've rearranged the schedule a little bit to accommodate another work by Great Northern Audio Theater, uh, Dialogue with Martian Trombone. Uh, maybe it's just my soft spot for brass music, but I got the CD in the mail this week and I had to play it for the show. Uh, be sure that next week we will have Icebox Radio Theater's Lifeboat, a space drama of two people caught in deep space with no apparent escape. It's an excellent drama, a nodly comic for a life and death situation. But for now, enjoy Great Northern Audio Theater's Dialogue with Martian Trombone, featured in its entirety for you internet listeners. Enjoy. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, come on, come on, you settle down, all right, folks? Hey, hey, baby, I'll talk to you later, okay, after this show, all right, honey? All right, let's get the show on the road. Welcome to the 14th occasional reunion of the members in good standing of the Ramon Raquello Orchestra! All right, yeah. 15th. 14th, 15th. Who cares, man? Who cares? Hey, you want to come up here? You want to do this? Okay? No. All right. Shut up then. All right. All right. Y'all know me, Tony Maraschino, second clarinet. I was there. That's right. I was there in 1938. I was there. Yeah. All right. Damn Mercury Theater, Orson Welles, anyway. But hey, enough about me. I want to introduce you to a few people tonight. I, and, and I, you know, I want to introduce, there's uh, Dickie Dyson, his first trumpet, okay, hey, what's it been, man, 10 years, something like that, okay, too long, buddy, whatever, too long, okay, say hello to the crowd, all right, and uh, we have a couple of new family uh, members out, uh, out here, for the very first time, Amanda Henri, yes. And a real honey, let me tell you. Vic Henri's granddaughter. Now, you all remember good old Vic, first trombone. He, he was there in 38. Yeah. Who knows? Who the hell knows what happened to him? Can't tell you. But we have a very special guest, uh, uh, a real treat for all of us. Uh, uh, our dear departed leader's only known living relation, Archie Raquello. All right, you stand up there. Yeah, well, hell, come on up here, Arch. <laughs> yeah, here oh, he is, Archie hi, Raquello. Hi, it's, it's so great to be yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> look at that face. Hey, look, look. Look at that face. Isn't he just a spitting image of old Ramona? <laughs> yeah. God bless his soul. Best damn leader any band could have had. Golly, this is so cool. Because really, up until a couple of months ago, I didn't even know this reunion still existed. And now I've got a site up on the web about it. And hey, look, I'm, I don't even own a computer, and and I'm I'm really excited. I think it's great. Okay? I'm really psyched, yeah. and I'm still learning about your leader, my great uncle, yeah. and the band here, and the War of the Worlds. Oh, I know, I know. Oh. Okay, okay, hey. You know, uh, Arts, the broadcast is a little sore spot with the oh. folks, you know. Oh, uh, all right, all right, all right, take it easy. Give the kid a break. Take it easy. We all know that October 30th, 1938, day of living infamy. Yeah, okay, well, I guess we got to take a little break here. 
I gotta go to the head. So you all get yourself another drink and, and you quit doing that. I see you over there, man. Just quit that. Yeah, I'll be back in five, okay? And nobody steals a mouthpiece off my clarinet like you did last time, okay? You sorry bunch of... Well, wait, wait a minute, look out, man. What's all the grousing about, Dick? Well, you know the story of what happened with the War of the Worlds broadcast, don't you, Amanda? Sure. Well, pretty much. Mostly a... Not really. No. Well... Let me see if I can put it in a nutshell for you. It was a long time ago, back in 1938. I was only 18 at the time. Hey, <laughs> hey, Amanda. Ar Arch Raquello? Hi, I know that we haven't been formally introduced, but we're both sort of third-generation Raquelloites, and I couldn't help but notice your your glass is empty. I'd be glad to... Shh. Dick's going to tell what really happened with War of the Worlds. Oh, oh, sorry. Go sorry. ahead, Dick. Well, you know... The Raquello Orchestra was starting to do pretty good back in 1937-38 when I joined up. We were getting club dates all up and down the East Coast, starting to eat regular. <laughs> About that time, Ramon gets a call from John Houseman at the Mercury Theater of the Air, offering us a live radio gig. <laughs> we thought, this is it. We have hit the big time, and we are going places. Houseman promised us... 15 minutes on the air. Big exposure. Hey, 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 can I tell the rest? Please, please, I know this stuff. I've learned it. I've been doing a lot of research for the website. Yeah, sure, go ahead. Okay, okay, so the date's set for the Raquello Orchestra to play on October 30th, 1938, right? Mm -hmm. They were booked into the Meridian Room at the Park Plaza Hotel. Even stayed there. And the beds were lumpy. But the weird thing was that Orson Welles never told the band what the show was about. Not a word. You didn't have any idea? Nope. Man. So, so the night of the show, the orchestra was all set to play their hearts out. La Copacita, Stardust, I've seen the set list, wonderful stuff. And what happens? Every time the band starts to play, they get interrupted by some stupid story about Martians invading the Earth. War of the Worlds wrecked the band's big chance? Yeah. yeah. And the whole damn orchestra ended up being a punchline and one of the biggest jokes pulled off in the 20th century. Oh, did Orson Welles, like apologize to you guys or anything? Heck, we were lucky we got paid. Oh, you did get paid. Yeah. I'll put that on the website. Hey, hey, did any of you guys buy the Martians are taking over the world stuff? I can't believe anybody fell for that whole thing. It seems so ridiculously hokey now. Uh, Orson Welles wouldn't have known a real Martian if he'd have tripped over one. What? Wells told the public what they wanted to hear. You know, meteorites, death rays, monsters, and all that nonsense. Now, let me ask you. Why the hell would real aliens land in New Jersey? Huh? Think about it. Dick, what are you saying? <laughs> you sound like you know what a Martian looks like. Well, well, I've seen a few. It's a little tricky to point them out in a crowd, unless you know what you're looking for. What? There's like a Martian identification kit? Of course. There's five sure signs. First... A well-tailored suit. Huh? And, and gills behind the ears. Ooh. And can't bend their little fingers. Uh -huh. And vertical pupils in their eyes. Oh. And number five, and most importantly, just the subtle hint of Old Spice aftershave in the air. Oh, come on. Oh, you kids, you don't know the whole story. The Martian invasion began 
the night of October 30th, 1938. Sure, just not the way Orson Welles told it. And Amanda, your grandpa had a big part in, well, not stopping it, but slowing it down. What? Okay, we're back. Thank you, John, thank you. Uh, you ever had one of those big headaches that just hangs on, hangs on, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, anyhow, uh, we're going to get the guys up here for a little jam session in a bit, but I um, want to introduce uh, a couple of uh, familiar faces in the crowd. There's Frankie Wells, tenor sax. Yeah, it's no relation, Francis, I know, no relation. <laughs> and uh, uh, Joe Klein, Joe. Joe Klein. No, he's dead. He's dead. I'm uh, sorry. Whoa. And, uh, hey. Hey, how about you, buddy? Oh, oh uh, me. I was the, um, marimba player. Wait. <laughs> hey, the band didn't have a marimba. Did I say marimba? I meant to say... Sousaphone. That's right, sousaphone. They didn't have a sousaphone either. No sousaphone. No. How unfortunate. Say, <laughs> that's an awful nice suit you're wearing there, bud. Mm, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, do I smell Old Spice? Mm, maybe. Say, are you breathing through your neck? All right. Enough of this foolishness. You stopped our invasion once. It will not happen again. Now, stand back. And perhaps no one will get hurt. The young lady will be coming with me. Hey, what's the big idea? Let go. <laughs> you can't do that, Amanda. Stop right there. Watch it. He's got a gun. <laughs> are you sure? It, it looks like a banana. <laughs> you are both incorrect. It is a portable equivocator. <laughs> yes, now, please move aside. Nobody reach for their instruments. And Mr. Dyson... Please be so kind as to communicate to Vic Henry that the tables have turned. Let's go. Stop it. Kidnapping is a federal offense. Don't worry, Amanda. I Should somebody call the police? Nah, when it comes to aliens, the authorities are useless. Mr. Dyson, we've got to do something. We've got to save Amanda. We've got to find Vic Henry. If there's a Martian involved, Vic will find them. I thought he disappeared in 38. Is he still alive? Yeah, I guess I'd better fill you in on what's been happening in the past 60 years or so. Come on, I'll tell you in the car. You mean you know where the Martian's taking Amanda? I got a pretty good idea. Let's go. Hey, hey Dick, is this going to be a flashback? Yeah, why not? We're stuck in traffic anyway. Okay. Well... Like you already know, the Ramon Raquello Orchestra was hired to play the opening for War of the Worlds. Mm -hmm. Everything was going fine. We were warming up the Meridian Room. And then, at the last minute, word comes down, a note was passed. Absolutely no trombone. No way! Vic Henry went crazy! <laughs> Hey, Dickie, what, what do you mean I'm not going to be playing? This I is our big gig. I don't know anything about it, man. That guy over there says, John Houseman says, no trombones. I guess, no trombones. Nice suit, but he, he looks like he's breathing through his neck. 
I'm gonna have a word with that guy. Hey, buddy, what's the deal? What do you mean, no trombones? I'm good. I, I, here, I'll play you my solo. It's great. No. The Martian ran. But Vic was pretty fast, especially for a trombone player. He caught up with the guy in the alley behind CBS and insisted on playing his entire solo for him. No, please, please don't hurt me. No more. No more. No, 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 I give up. I the Martian went all woozy and spilled his beans. His beans? Yeah. Vic was the only one that got what was really coming down. He tried to tell us, but we, we were all going nuts over the War of the Worlds broadcast like the rest of the nation. I mean, I remember saying to Vic when he came back in, Hey, Vic, listen, man, we just heard it on the radio. Martians are destroying the Earth. No, they're not. They don't want to destroy us. They just want to take over. I, I got a job to do. I got to go. Hey, Dick. What happened in the flashback? Ah, cars are moving again. I, I can't flash back and drive at the same time. Oh. All right, keep your shorts on. I'm moving, I'm moving. Uh, oh, well... Well, that's about it anyway. Vic hit the pavement running, you know, leaving a pregnant fiancé and three more payments left on his trombone, never to be heard from, well, at least never to be seen again. His trombone's been heard often enough. I'm sorry, Dick. I, I just don't get it. It's simple, kid. There's Martians out there waiting to take over the world. But they can't stand music. They hate it. Even though they built up a pretty good immunity to most stuff, the one thing that stops them flat out is the trombone. They can't take it. It makes them wilt. Their, their gills dry up and their eyes pop out. Harmonics or acoustics or something, I don't know. Are you telling me that for the past 65 or so years, the only thing standing between civilization as we know it and a Martian invasion is one trombone player? Yep. That's what I'm saying. Whoa. <laughs> Where have you taken me? What is this place? Oh, it's horrid. It smells. It's my lair. <laughs> Your lair? Of what? Like a cake? No, 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 no. My lair. Like a hiding place. My secret Lair. Oh. Mm. What are you doing this for? Who are you? I'm a Martian. I've been sent here to take over the world. Have I made that abundantly clear? No, mm. not really. Mm. I, I'm just not getting this. Mm. Well, perhaps this PowerPoint presentation will help clarify the situation for you. October 30th, 1938. While the War of the Worlds broadcast tells of a fake Martian invasion, a lone trombonist heads off the real invasion. That's Vic Henri, my grandfather? <laughs> December 1944. Trombone champion Glenn Miller goes down over the English Channel along with two hand-picked army trombonists. Plane and personnel never recover. Score one for the Martians. That's horrible! July 1947, Roswell, New Mexico. 
alien spacecraft crashes to the Earth. Mm -hmm. Local sheriff claims to have heard a trombone overhead. <laughs> Some kind of a shiny thing was coming out of the sky right for me. Then I heard what sounded like a trombone. It went... And then the spaceship went... I gotta believe that trombone saved my life. Lucky fool. Spring, 1951. The nation's capital. Trombonists, as an ethnic minority, are cited for practicing communism, unionism, and playing off-key by the House Un-American Activities Committee. What? Clear evidence that Martians have come to occupy highly placed government positions. I can't believe this. Now the powers that be have always been most selfishly supportive. 1955. Elvis Presley hits the top of the pop charts with You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog. A groundbreaking trombone solo is mysteriously edited out. Master tapes disappear. <laughs> I, did, I did that one. You fiend! <laughs> Have you had enough? There's more? Of course there's more. There's always more. You'll <laughs> never get away with this. My grandfather, he won't let you. I know that. I know that in my heart. Oh, my dear child. Vic Henri is an old, doddering fool. And I put the emphasis on his advanced age. His health is failing. And someday, someday, soon, so, so, soon he will drop his trombone. And the solos will stop. And all this foolishness will be over. As, no. as you will hear, in the latter part of the 20th century, we have been quite thorough. Listen to this. June 18, 1967. In the last minute of the Monterey Pop Festival, Bent Sunshine, an experimental electric trombone band, is pulled from the lineup, mm -hmm. replaced by a sitar. <laughs> oh, my God! Labor Day, 1972. An 18-minute trombone solo is, quote, accidentally erased from infamous Watergate tapes by White House Secretary Rosemary Woods at the behest of Vice President Spiro Agnew. A true Martian patriot. <laughs> patriot. February 29, 1988. A secret handshake deal is struck between MTV representatives MTV. and music recording industry executives agreeing to ban all trombones <laughs> from music videos. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Boy, Dick, that's pretty rough stuff you've been telling me. Yeah, Arch, but that's not the half of it. It's getting worse. Did you know that over 36 states have passed anti-trombone legislation <gasps> banning or severely limiting public trombone solos no. and or the gathering of trombonists in public places with real and or commercial artistic intent? Wow. But how are they doing it? Well, the Martians are experts at getting well-placed jobs and, and working from the inside. What kind of jobs can Martians get? Well, they're only ones they're qualified for, kid. Advertising and music industry reps. But I thought you said Martians hated music. Well, think about it. It makes sense, don't it? Wow! What a brilliant, diabolical scheme! If they can control the music industry, they can control the use of trombones, or the lack of them. Yeah, tell that to the poor guy Elvis fired. But what does Amanda have to do with all this? She's Vic Henry's granddaughter. They're using her as bait. 
They're trying to sucker Vic in. He's, he's all that stood in the way of a Martian invasion for years. But you, you do know how to find him, right? No. Oh. But neither do the Martians. Oh. Neither does anyone else. That's the way Vic wants it. As long as Vic's out there, and as long as he has his trombone, mankind has a chance. A slim one, but still a chance. That's it in a nutshell, ain't it, Dickie? Aldrich, I was wondering when the CIA was going to show up. You doing all right? Uh, keeping up your uh, <clears throat> house payments? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm doing a little side job for the FBI. Uh, no kidding. That where the new suit and the squeaky shoes come from? You got me there, Dickie boy. The crude oil lobby threw a little work my way, too. <laughs> hey, congratulations, Aldrich. You're working for the big three. You must know all there is to know. Yeah, I do. But the CIA isn't allowed to talk to the FBI, and what the oil guys know is proprietary information. So even though I know all there is to know, I'm not allowed to talk to myself about it because I might be telling myself something I'm not supposed to know. Understand? That doesn't make any sense. Shut up, kid. This is the intelligence industry. It doesn't have to make sense. Let's get up to the Martian's lair, Arch. Ah, uh, Dick! He's got a gun! Looks like a portable equivocator to me. You're both wrong. It's a banana. And it's loaded. All right. You've got the drop on us, Aldrich. What do you want? What I want is for you to go nowhere where I'm not going with you. I'm not about to let a lame horse out of the barn door, if you know what I mean. Does, does he always talk like that? Yeah. In triplicate. Uh. Where? What, what is this place? <laughs> My secret laboratory. <laughs> How many places do we have to go? You mean besides the condo? You won't get away with <laughs> this. I know that Dick and Archie can't be far behind. That's right. I saw you making googly eyes at Ramon Raquel's foolish what? young progeny. Do you really believe that it is enough to spur him on to find you? I find that human hormones are so overrated, don't you agree? Googly eyes? Googly, googly, googly eyes. I didn't make googly eyes at anybody. My dear Amanda, I am a Martian. Please, believe me when I say I know googly eyes when I see them. My grandfather, I've never met him, but somehow, some way, I know he'll find me. Excellent reasoning, my dear. That is precisely the plan, because once Vic Henry swoops down to your, your rescue, he will not be able to get past this. That's not a portable equivocator. Of course not. It is a fully functional, full-sized model. Now, now, my overtly romantic yet intrepid young friend, please grab that handle and help me get this machine into the van. It looks too heavy. No, it's not heavy. It's just awkward. Oh, oh. 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 you're right. Oh, it's, it's not too bad. Where'd you say you want it? Right in here. Oh, please, my dear, that's an extremely no. delicate instrument. Oh. Oh. I can find the warranty. Gosh, Dick, we've tried the Martian's lair, his condo, and now the secret lab. We're stumped. Where else could they be? Yeah, Dickie boy, what's the idea? You leading me down a blind alley, or do you got an ace up your pants? Sleeve, not pants. 
You're supposed to have an ace up your sleeve. What gives? You guys playing with more than one deck? Don't worry. We're on the right track. I can smell Old Spice. Hey, hey, now I got it. There's only one other place left to look. Of course! The old abandoned warehouse downtown! Why didn't I think of that? (laughs) So, my dear, here we are at the old abandoned warehouse downtown. Your foolish friend should arrive momentarily. Now, now, please, your help would be most appreciated in calibrating the equivocator. But I, I don't know how. Oh, come, come. I might be a Martian, but I'm a man. You're a woman. Oh. You know how that works. <laughs> you read the instructions. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Okay, I think... Oh, 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 I got it. Pre-release the rending dissipation valve. Oh, here, here. Then enter a number into the opacity binding field. Oh, here, here, there, there. How about that? Just a little bit more. My dear, you have been most cooperative. Have you considered joining us? We have a great... Benefits package. Uh, mm, uh, dental as well. Uh, You'd look so fetching with gills. Mr. Martian, <laughs> can I ask you one simple question? Certainly. What did we do? What did Earth ever do to you? Why? I mean, why does it have to be this way? It has to be this way because that is the way it is. Um, Amanda! Amanda! Are you all right? Oh, Archie, I knew you'd come! Right on time, fool. Okay, Martian, put it down. I'm not holding anything. All right, then don't pick it up! Ah, certainly. Hello, Aldrich. Glad to see that you've made it. Made it. Hello, Sam. How's it going on your end? It's not bad, not bad. The, the wife and child, uh, the, well, I presume... Kids getting 2100 bucks worth of braces and the old lady left me. Ah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, how painful for you. Wait, you two know each other? They're collaborators. Ah, Dicky Dyson. Couldn't have a going away party without the <gasps> horn player. How could we? <laughs> I don't get it. The CIA and the Martians are in on this together? Not a pretty sight, Dickie. <laughs> but why, Aldrich? What are you getting out of this? Power and domination. One football league, one world government, one cable network. The world's going to be a pretty place when we get through with it. Congress won't let you get away with this. Too late, kid. They're bought and paid for. My gosh! It does seem that all the many and varied pieces of the puzzle are finally in place. Now, we must simply wait for one loud, rather intrusive, toneless... Not so fast, Martian. Before we get to Vic Henri, the CIA, the FBI, and all the other eyes that I represent want to renegotiate. We all want a bigger piece of the pie. How how quaint. But I'm afraid that will be quite impossible. All right, Martian, I'm going to let you have it from both ends. Is that a banana? Yeah, and it's loaded. Shoot, if you must. Okay. Golly, 
What happened? The laser tracking pod was somehow inverted on Aldrich's loaded banana. <laughs> How unfortunate for him. One must admit, however, that he has outlived his usefulness. Now then, I'll ask the three of you to line up against those wobbly boxes next to the conveyor belt while I throw the switch on the full-sized, fully functional equivocator. <laughs> You'll never hit Vic with that. He's too good and too fast for you. Oh, I'm not planning on shooting the trombone player. I'm planning on shooting the trombone player's lovely granddaughter. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, look, Mr. Martian. Don't shoot her, okay? Shoot me. Oh. What difference does it what? make? Hey, why don't you act like a man? <laughs> oh, my dear, dear fool. I'm not a man. I'm a Martian. And I do plan on equivocating each one of you, I promise. It's just that the machine has warmed up yet. <laughs> Archie, really? You'd do that for me? I mean, uh, we hardly know each other. I know you well enough to know that you're the most beautiful, mm. most radiant mm. woman I've ever met. Not the googly eyes again. What? Googly eyes? Googly Would you shut up about the googly, googly eyes? There are no googly eyes here. I'm trying to talk to this guy, all right? Now, Archie, what were you saying? I was just saying, maybe this is all too little too late, but maybe in you and I meeting for the first time tonight, maybe that wasn't just coincidence. Maybe it's fate. Ever since I've been tracking down the story of Ramon Raquello, I felt like I'm being drawn towards something bigger than myself. Something decent, something noble, something I can be a part of. Something maybe we both already are a part of. Oh, Archie, I know. And I realized maybe it's me that's got to take No, no, Archie, I can't let you do that. Go ahead, Mr. Martian, do your worst. No, courageous. I'll give you one more chance, Amanda. Join us. Join Mars. Sure, I'll join you. Yes, yes. When the Vikings win the Super Bowl. Ah. <laughs> and your little jokes at my expense. Now it is time to. <laughs> There's Vic now. Hiya, Vic. No, not, not so fast, Vic Henri. I'm fully prepared to equivocate your long lost granddaughter. Now put that irritating instrument on the floor and slide it over here. <laughs> Kidding around, your tenured friends and relations mean nothing to me. Nothing. No, Vic, no, don't do it. Don't. <laughs> oh, thank you. For once, you've acted responsibly. Now, I will quickly and quite painlessly equivocate you. The trombionic threat to my world will cease, and Earth will be ours. Amanda, pick it up. Pick up the trombone. Why? Yeah, Amanda, do it. Pick it up and play. I don't know anything about playing a trombone. Amanda, you've got to no, try. No, I don't know. It's the only hope for all of mankind. Fools, you fools! She doesn't have the reach, nor the technique, nor the ambassure. She's no threat. She can't play. She can't hurt my cause. He's <laughs> right, Archie. I, I don't think I can. Oh, do it, Amanda. You're an Henri. You've got the lips and the arms for it. You've got to try. Okay, okay. Now what do I do? It's easy, sweetheart. It's easy. Just put your lips together and blow. Well, okay. Well, okay. Here it goes. No such 
touching human ineptitude. No, it can't be. Can't be happening. Oh, stop. Oh, stop. Give it to him, sweetheart. It wasn't guns and bullets that could defeat our enemies. It was the music of our souls. Wow, Amanda, way to go. You've saved mankind. How do you feel? I feel good, Arch. I think I know my place in the world now. I know what I gotta do. I'm gonna get the Ramon Raquello Orchestra back together again. Hot damn, after all these years, I've got a steady gig. And we're going to chase every last ad representative and every last recording executive off the face of the earth and make the world truly safe. I just got a couple of questions for you, Amanda. Like what? Will you marry me? <gasps> and can I maintain your website? Oh, God, sure. Oh, go ahead and kiss her, kid. But be careful of those lips. She's got a lot of work to do. <laughs> hey, hey, where, where'd Vic go? He's disappeared. We didn't get a chance to thank him. He's out there now. He knows the earth is safe. He knows Amanda will take care of that. It's the other planets. It's the solar system. It's the whole damn universe that's got to be protected now. And in news from far away today, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration noted some detectable seismic activity on Mars and released these latest photos from Team Spirit, our probe on the surface of Mars. Curiously, one image looks very much like that of a trombone partially buried in the sand. <laughs> And that was Great Northern Audio Theater's Dialogue with Martian Trombone by Brian Price and Jerry Stearns. You heard uh, David Osman, that's of the Firesong Theater. He was Tony Maraschino in The Martian. Tim Wick was Archie Raquello. Wendy Bellsby was Amanda Henri. Don Cosgrove was Dick Dyson. Jeffrey Adams, Aldrich Inyungvik. Sammy Mowry, TV newsman. Phil Proctor, uh, also of the Firesong Theater. He was the newsreel announcer. And Dean Johnson was the sheriff. Uh, live sound effects by Brian Wesley. The music, that great brass uh, trombone music there, I imagine, by Jim Ten Benzel. I believe it was originally performed live for the Convergent Sci-Fi Convention. And for more information on Great Northern Audio, you can check them out on the web. They're at greatnorthernaudio.com. They've got information on science fiction on the radio, sound effects, uh, some information from about other dramatists, and, of course, all of their work. So it's uh, worth a visit. And next week, we'll have another piece from the Midwest, Lifeboat from Icebox Radio Theater. Uh, two travelers are lost in space in an impossible situation with seemingly no chance of escape. Well, well then what happens? Well, be sure to tune in then, and in the meantime, check out the blog at www.radiodramarevival.com. You can check out more news reviews, stories, contact me, download the podcast. We're also on the iTunes store. Search for Radio Drama Revival. 
And uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Until next week, keep your mind and your ears open. Have a good week.